This is Todd Zwillick from The Takeaway. Late this week, the House passed new campaign finance legislation. It's called the Disclose Act. The bill, championed by Democrats, forces large interest groups and unions and many corporations to disclose who their largest donors are in their political advertisements and promotions. For instance, a special interest group or a union that was backed by a wealthy corporation or a wealthy donor would have to say who those people are in their issue advertisements around election time. Now, this bill was a direct response to the January ruling by the Supreme Court in what's called the Citizens United case. In that controversial decision, which really roiled a lot of Democrats, the court basically ruled that corporations can donate to political causes and candidates without many of the limits that were in campaign finance laws that had been passed by Congress. Now, Democrats saw this as a windfall for Republicans, since Republicans generally get more support from large multinational and big corporations around campaign time. Now, one of the interesting things about this bill in Congress is that Democrats had to cut some deals to get it passed. There were a number of special interest groups, most notably the National Rifle Association, that got exempt from this bill before it could even get enough Democratic votes to pass. Well, almost all Republicans remain opposed. Among them is Congressman Dan Lundgren. He's a Republican. He's from California, and he's the ranking member on the House Administration Committee. I caught up with Lundgren just off the floor to talk about what he sees in this bill and why he thinks it's a curb on free speech rights. People, may, people have heard of campaign finance reform. They may have heard of Citizens United. Uh, to people who don't follow this process too closely, what's wrong with having corporations, unions, groups that fund campaign commercials disclose who they are it fundamentally? Is it what's wrong with that in your view? Well, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you do it uh, in accordance with the First Amendment to the Constitution, and unfortunately they don't. And they do more than just disclose. In many circumstances, they actually deny. That is, they prohibit uh, certain associations or, or groups from making comments publicly by way of communications, paid communications, on, um, on candidates, sometimes for as much as uh, 10 or 11 months. Um, that is, what, what kind of groups? Well, those uh, groups are those that would be engaged in um, what they call electioneering. That is making a, it could be an argument that is equivalent to electioneering. That is, they have a strong position about what a, a member has said or the president has said or some candidate has said. Uh, before, we've had certain restrictions on those for a short period of time, but this expands that time uh, tremendously. And the other thing it does, uh, it uh, treats the unions very differently than it does corporations. And it also makes distinctions between organizations based on their size. Um, the Supreme Court was very clear in its decision that you can't, the government cannot make a determination that there are favored and disfavored groups. That is, you can't uh, essentially treat them differently. This bill does, number one. Also, in terms of the disclosures it puts in, they are so onerous in some circumstances that it chills political speech. And finally, they require the law to go into effect before any regulations can be promulgated by the FEC. The only purpose that would be served there is to prohibit people from taking a risk that what they do might then subsequently be ruled uh, to be out of order. And so uh, what you're doing is you're basically uh, ensuring that people who otherwise would have an ability to exercise their First Amendment rights are afraid to um, exercise them because of the potential of criminal sanctions that are undefined 
uh, because it hasn't had a chance to have regulations uh, put into place or review by the courts. They specifically reject the normal process for appellate review that has been placed in other campaign finance laws. And the only reason that you can get out of that is that they want it delayed. So if you stack it all up, it, it is great overreach uh, against the First Amendment. And uh, they give an exemption to certain groups, National Rifle Association. Now, I don't blame the National Rifle Association for doing what it's trying to do, but I took an oath to uh, defend the entire Constitution, including the First Amendment, not just the Second Amendment. Um, what about the ar argument from the other side? Well, the idea that the other side is trying to kind of trying to get an advantage back here, or, or at least get a level playing, playing field back that they thought they lost to Republicans in the Supreme Court ruling, you know, with unlimited corporate donations. They no, thought no, no, that you no, guys, no, 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 you guys no, no, got an no, no. advantage wait, there. Wait, 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 wait. If you read the decision, it does not just refer to for-profit corporations. They're corporations of all sizes, including most uh, political organizations are set up as corporations. And so what they have done here is they have specifically created an uneven playing field where they have decided that certain groups are favored, unions, and other groups are not favored, not only for-profit corporations, but not-for-profit corporations that take a position contrary to the liberal position. But, I mean, they go beyond that. That's why you've got groups like the ACLU has come out against it, the Sierra Club has come out against it, National Right, uh, National right to Life has come out against it. And before they got their exemption, one of the uh, groups that uh, articulated best the uh, constitutional problems with this was the National Rifle Association. So it's not just corporations. So please, I would hope that you would uh, be as, um, as uh, honest as possible on this. The misimpression is that it only deals with for-profit corporation. That is not true. I guess my question was more aimed to the notion that Democrats are trying to regain some edge that they lost after the ruling politically or in terms of... Um, well, if you really look at what happened subsequent to the ruling, the unions have taken a stronger position in these primaries and, and other special elections that have been held than have corporations. Uh, that is subsequent to the ruling by Citizens United. If you're asking, does it appear that the Democratic majority is attempting to uneven the playing field, to tilt the playing field, to ensure that people that support them generally are not impacted by this law and those that uh, would be considered to be their opponents are covered by the law, that's absolutely true. All you have to do is, is look at the definitions they put in there. They, they happen to uh, put a limit on organizations' disclosures uh, of those who've contributed to the organization $600 or more. Well, the average contribution of labor unions is $377. I don't think that was done by accident. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Long. I Thank appreciate you. it. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>